This is episode number 31 of the Raising Mums podcast. So if you're thinking about homeschooling and you're completely overwhelmed how to begin, then this episode is going to help you. We're going to talk about the five essential steps to start homeschooling. So you might want to grab a pen, a piece of paper to make notes because there's going to be a lot of information here. But I'm really going to break it down into a simple system that you can follow to get your homeschool started. I do talk about my course, Launch Your Homeschool, briefly at the beginning, and it's worth noting that that early bird discount has now expired. But if you're listening to this episode before the 14th of December 2020, um, then the enrolment is still open and you can still join the program. Okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Raising Mums, a live weekly broadcast streaming on Facebook and Instagram that inspires mums to live with purpose and intention, to raise their children mindfully, and empowers mothers everywhere to own their lives and thrive doing it. So, you want to start homeschooling your kids, but you're thinking, how do I start? Is there an order I need to do things in? What do I do? What do I say? How do I even begin? Assalamu alaikum, everybody, welcome. So today we're gonna be talking about the five essential steps to start homeschooling. Assalamu alaikum, everybody, I see you all popping on. So if you have dreams of homeschooling your kids now or sometime in the future, I want to give you a system today to help you to get started. If you go online now, I'm sure many of you have already been online searching Google, searching YouTube, And what do you find? You find a plethora of things out there. Curriculum choices videos, um, reviews, online programs, all kinds of things are available. And it's completely overwhelming. You know, how do you piece together all these different bits that you're finding? How do you choose between them all? So I know that you are feeling overwhelmed right now. I know that um, you want to start homeschooling, but it's confusing you. So I'm gonna give you a system today to help you make sense of it all. So you might want to grab a pen, you might want to grab a notebook um, to take notes as we go along. There are five steps to start homeschooling. Um, I want everybody who is here in this live session today to really get something valuable, to get something that they can implement in their home, something that they can take away, inshallah. Um, I want this to be really useful and actionable for you. So if you've got a pen and paper, grab it now. And as we go along, you can make a note of those five steps. Assalamu alaikum, Madiha, Magda. How are you doing? Um, okay. Walaikum salam. Right. So I also want to acknowledge you all for taking the time out of your busy day. It's a Sunday evening. I'm sure that you'd rather be, you know, watching TV or chilling out with your family, but you are here. And I want to acknowledge you for that um, because you wanted to learn something, you wanted to grow, um, and you want to home educate your children. So I want to acknowledge you for being here. um, And I hope that you're going to learn something amazing today, inshallah. So Instagrammers, I'm going to be showing a few images as we go along. Um, there's just a few, just to illustrate what I'm talking about. These are only going to be visible on Facebook. So guys on Instagram, if you want to hop over to Facebook, I'm our Muslim homeschool over there. You can hop over there um, now before we get started so that you can see the pictures. But if you don't want to go, that's fine. I'm going to explain everything anyway. So um, right, let's get started. For those of you who don't know me, I'm sure most of you know me by now, but if you don't know me, my name is Dr. Gemma Elizabeth. I'm the founder of the award-winning blog, ourmuslimhomeschool.com. I am the host of this podcast, Raising Mums, and this is a weekly broadcast that we stream live on Instagram and on Facebook. And we talk about homeschooling, we talk about parenting, we talk about motherhood. Um, If you haven't already, you can catch all the previous episodes and this episode as well. All these episodes are recorded and they're put up onto YouTube, they're put onto the website, ourmuslimhomeschool.com, and onto the podcast, Raising Mums. So if you like to listen to podcasts, and listen while you're cooking and driving, then go to Raising Mums, and you can watch and listen to all the other things, all the other episodes we've had. Now, as we go along, feel free to comment, add your comments to this discussion, put them in the comments below, tag your friends, um, and answer other people's questions as well. It's lovely to go through the comments at the end and see how you've all supported one another. Um, And I will make time for questions at the end, inshallah. 
Welcome Salam, Kinsey, Adventure with Lisa. So glad you're here. Afshan, right. So before we crack on, I want to ask you a question. Today we're talking about the five essential steps to start homeschooling. So my question to you is, what do you think is step number one? What is the first step that you need to take when you start homeschooling? I'm really interested to see what you say here. This isn't a test. I'm genuinely interested in what you think the first thing that you would do if you were going to start homeschooling would be. Um, you know, this is a conversation. Pop it in the comments below. What do you think is the first step to begin homeschooling? What is the first step you need to take? You know, pop that in the comments below. Um, while you're doing that, I have very big news. So, Many of you will already be aware, but for those of you who are not, my course Launch Your Homeschool is open now for enrollment. It opened today um, and it's open for a very short period of time. It's only open for enrollment for one week. So enrollment closes on the 13th of December. Um, now, this is a course that is for families who want to start homeschooling and they don't know how to begin and they need someone to lay down a system for them. They need somebody to hold their hand and say, Sana, uh, Natasha, uh, Magda, this is where you start. And then this is the next step. And then you do this. And then you do this. This is the process to begin homeschooling. Um, so that is what the course is all about. I give you a strong foundation for your homeschool. I teach you how to choose what subjects you're going to teach your children, how often to teach them. There's a whole module on homeschool planning, on choosing the right resources, essential teaching techniques. There's a nice module about that because the teaching techniques that work in school don't always work at home. So I've put a separate module on the teaching techniques for your homeschool. And there's an entire module on time management. Um, I've got some great reviews about that particular module because time management is really important when you homeschool. You need to know how to juggle everything if you're homeschooling and how you're going to fit in the cooking and the cleaning and all the other amazing things that you do. So there's a whole module on time management as well. Um, and that's all within the framework of the Charlotte Mason philosophy. I had a question today on Instagram, I think, which was, you know, what do you get when you enroll? So I'm going to go through what you get when you enroll and then we'll start the session. So what if you enroll in Launch Your Homeschool, you get a library of pre-recorded video lessons. You get 17 pre-recorded video lessons. And the reason I've given them to you as pre-recorded is I know you're busy. It's very difficult to find time to tune in for a live session. So because they're pre-recorded, you can sit down and watch them whenever is convenient to you. I've also kept the lessons short, but really packed with information because again, I know you're busy. You don't have time for an hour long lesson. Rather, these are about 20 minutes. So they're easy to fit in during nap time or you know during lunch or something like that. They're easy to fit into your day. You also get lifetime access to those video lessons, which means any improvements that come out, you get access to those improvements. So the last cohort of students have got access to all the improvements I've just made for you guys now. Um, so they also get all the new bonuses that I'm bringing up for this lot as well. So if you enroll, you get lifetime access and you get all the improvements and all the new bonuses that roll out year after year, inshallah. Um, and it also means that you can rewatch the videos as many times as you want. There are worksheets that are optional, but they go along with the video and that with video lessons. Um, and they include things for your homeschool planning as well. And on top of all that, you also get six bonuses. So the bonuses are, right, the first one I want to talk about is you get a Facebook group, the private Facebook community, where you can connect with other mums. You can talk about your curriculum choices. You can talk about your wins, the difficulties you're having, you know, share uh, what's going on in your homeschool. It's been really nice this time around. I've seen a lot of people forming connections and conversations going on there. It's been really lovely. Another bonus that you get is we have two masterclasses coming up. So we have a masterclass with an SEN mentor. So she's going to be talking about how to homeschool children with special needs. Um, and then we have another masterclass coming up, which is from a trauma coach who's going to be talking about, which I'm really excited about, how to how your childhood could be influencing the way you parent your children um, and how to overcome that. So we've got those two masterclasses coming up. Now, those will all be available in the Facebook group and 
on Zoom. So for those of you who are not on Facebook, you can watch them on Zoom as well. Um, and they will be recorded. So for those of you who are in another time zone, um, or you just can't join in the live session for whatever reason, then you can get the recording for that. And that will be sent out to everybody. Um, you also get three live interactive Q&A sessions with me. So as you're being, as you're starting your homeschool, and if you come across any problems, if you have any questions, then I am here to help you with that. You, those Q&A sessions are for that purpose and you can drop in your questions there. Um, what else do you get? You get, uh, there's something, oh yes, you get the ebook. So many of you already have the ebook, but there is an ebook called Home Education, What You Need to Know to Get Started. So that you get as well. And you get something new that we've just put together, which is a home education guide for friends and family. So this is something that, you know, when you're telling your family, you're telling your friends that you are gonna start homeschooling your children and it's such a difficult conversation to have. Like, how do you say it? How do you find the words? It can be really difficult, especially if there's a lot of emotions involved. So I've put together this guide that you can literally print out and give to them, or you can email it them or you can WhatsApp it to them or whatever, but it's something to show that you've really thought this through and you've done your research and you're serious about this and you want them to be on board. You want their support. And it helps you to find the words if you're struggling. So that's another bonus that gets included that I'm giving away for free inside the course. So you get six bonuses, 17 video lessons. You'll get VIP support um, through email with myself and my team. Um, and if you enroll today, there is an early bird discount. So the early bird discount gives you 25% off and that expires on Monday. So tomorrow at midnight, that expires. Um, and the reason that I did an early bird discount and that I did it last time as well is because I know that I have people on here who are kind of like my biggest fans and they would buy anything that I put out and I wanted to be able to give them something, a kind of, you know, something back to them because I know that they will jump on this as soon as it comes out. So that's why there's the early bird discount. You know, for people like you guys who come on every single week, who comment on all my posts, um, I wanted to give that benefit to you guys. So there's an early bird discount, 25% off, and that ends tomorrow at midnight, Monday the 7th at midnight. So if that sounds good, if you want to know more, go to launchyourhomeschool.com. Um, you can find all the information there, what all the videos are about, what's included in the course, and there's loads of testimonials. Um, read through the testimonials, see what the other students thought, watch their videos as well. Um, four of the students very kindly filmed for me um, and, and to, to, to reach out to you guys and explain how they found the course and, and what it's meant for them in their lives. So have a look at those videos as well, inshallah. Now, if you have any questions about that course, pop it in the comments. I will try to answer them at the end. Um, Instagrammers, pop it in that little speech bubble with the question mark and I'll answer that at the end. Right, so I asked you at the beginning of the session what you thought the first step to start homeschooling was. So let's see what you guys are saying on Facebook. Oh, brilliant, you guys have said loads of stuff. Okay, let's have a look. Educating yourself, that's really interesting, Aisha, I like that. Um making sure you've got decent storage space. Yeah, that's a good idea. I am saying planning, positive mindset, routine, planning and environment. These are all great ideas. Yeah, I love it. Um, to decide and commit to homeschooling, Um, Sufyan. Yeah, that's a good one. I love that idea. Okay, let's see what we've got here on Instagram. Zeti is saying to set goals for the year. Love that, Zeti. Very, very good. Um... Um, just having a look through Instagram. Okay. It's really hard to see on Instagram. There's so many comments and so many people hopping on. Um, okay. So I am Khadija said to know your kid's learning style and be ready to learn with them. Oh, that's beautiful. I love that. Okay. So I'm going to tell you my five steps, my five essential steps to start homeschooling because there is no need for any of you to struggle the way I did um, of how to start. You don't need to be confused. You shouldn't be overwhelmed. Follow these steps and inshallah, it will be easy for you. Right. The first step, step number one, is to know why you're doing this. 
why is it that you want to homeschool in the first place? I know, I know you think that sounds a bit airy fairy. Like, how is that practical? I'll tell you why it's practical. Yes, first of all, spiritually, we know that your intention is really important, that your actions are judged by your intention. But practically, what does that mean? There are implications. Okay, if you're not clear on why you're homeschooling, you will find it difficult to be motivated every day. You'll find it hard to be consistent when you have difficult times. So knowing your why, why you're homeschooling is going to keep you motivated, is going to keep you consistent, and it's also going to help you to make decisions, which I'm going to talk about later. Knowing why you homeschool is going to help you to make decisions about your homeschool, like what curriculum you choose or um, what activities your children do. But I'm going to get more into that later on. Um, so um, throughout this, this explanation, I'm going to be using the analogy of a journey, okay? Your homeschooling journey. So your first step is to know your why. And knowing your why is kind of like knowing why you're starting this journey. So if that is number one, what is number two? The second essential step to knowing your journey, to knowing, to starting your homeschool is that you need to know the law. You need to know the law of where you live because why does this matter? First of all, homeschooling is illegal in some countries. Secondly, in places like America, in the United States, some states have specific laws. So some places will say, okay, you need to do certain subjects. You need to take certain tests and assessments. There are even laws about how many hours you have to do. So you need to be very clear before you begin on, um, on the law of where you live. The same is true for Canada. Alhamdulillah, in the UK, there are no such laws now. Um, we have the freedom, for those of you who are from the UK, you have the freedom in the UK to homeschool however you like. You can choose whatever subjects you like. You can teach them in whichever way you like. You can do as many hours as you like. Um, the authorities will only intervene if they feel like you're not doing anything, if you're, they're not being given an adequate education. But alhamdulillah, in the UK, there are no legal requirements. If you want to know a bit more about the legal requirements wherever you live, make sure you get that ebook, um, ourmuslimhomeschool.com forward slash ebook. And that sets that all out. So if you're thinking about your homeschool journey and you started off, step number one was to know why you're doing this, why you're starting this journey. Number two was to know the law. So that is on your homeschool journey, where is it that you need to stop off? Where is it that you need to visit on this journey? The third essential step to start homeschooling is you need to know what your goals are for your kids. You need to know what your aims are. What do you hope to achieve this year with your children? Where are you taking your kids this year? When you're starting on this homeschooling journey, there needs to be an end in mind. There needs to be a destination. Before you start buying curriculum and books and resources, what is the destination that you're taking your children on? So the goals that you put together that you decide will help you to decide what your homeschool looks like. It'll help you decide what subjects you're doing, what your priorities are, and also what your priorities are not. Um, so if you don't have goals, if you don't have aims, what does this mean? It means that your the education that you give your kids could kind of be all over the place. Yes, you'll still be giving them an education, but it'll be, it'll be a bit what I call wishy-washy. So let me give you an example of what I mean. Say, for example, what a goal and aim for your year is that your children learn about Roman Britain. Let's just say, for whatever reason, you decide they want, you want them to learn about Roman Britain. So you start learning about Roman Britain, but then you go on Instagram and you see that there's a new French curriculum out that looks really nice. So you buy that French curriculum and suddenly Roman Britain gets forgotten and you're off looking at... Uh, you can get this French curriculum and learning French and you've forgotten your where you were with Roman Britain. So Roman Britain gets forgotten. So you've got what, what we call shiny object syndrome. You just go whichever way looks interesting and you get easily distracted. But if you know your goals, you know your destination, you will progress further. Your children will get a more cohesive education. And you will do that for each of the subjects that you teach, each of the subjects that you are planning um, to teach or even which choice of subjects. You're going to think, okay, what are the goals I have for my kids? 
So what does that mean? What choice of subjects are we going to do? What choice of um, what choices of curriculum are we going to use? So so these were the three no's. You need to number one, know your intention. You need to know the law and you need to know your goals for your kids. And knowing your goals for your kids is knowing the destination of the journey. Right, so step number four. You'll notice here that I haven't really mentioned anything that you guys said yet in the comments. Um, Some of you did, one person did mention goals. Can't remember which one that was, but step number four, starting homeschooling. Now is when you choose your curriculum. Now is when you start shopping for resources. So you'll go back to this idea of traveling in a car, traveling on a journey. Um, there we go. <laughs> you are the, Your choices of books and curriculum are the route you're going to take. These are the things that will take you from point A to point B. So the, the thing, the books, the curriculum that you use will take you towards your goal. Um, they're the scenery along the way. And what's interesting is this is actually the place where most people start. Most people start at at the books and the curriculum. These are the things that you find when you go on Google, when you go on YouTube. It's the curriculum reviews and the, and the curriculum choices and the book lists. But this is step number four. So it's no wonder that you're confused because you missed out step one, two, and three. So how do you pick How do you pick the books? How do you pick the resources you're going to use? What does that actually look like? So let me give you a real life example. Let's say that your reason to start this journey, let's get rid of this car. Let's say that your reason to start this journey was, your intention, step number one, was because you wanted your son to excel in their talent, that they've got this talent, um, maths, let's say it's maths, they're really good at maths and you know if they go to school, they won't be able to really push them further. They won't be able to excel in that subject. So you decide to homeschool them. Legally, step number two, there's no issue with that. As long as you are still maintaining the other subjects, fine. That's fine. You know the law. So step three, uh, your uh, step number three was setting goals, knowing the destination. So let's say for your son that your goal for him is by the end of the year, you want him to know all of his times tables. Okay, that is your goal for the end of the year. So what this means is when you, for example, when a tennis class comes up in your WhatsApp group, but it clashes with his maths class, there's no compromise for you. You know that you're clear on his goals. You're clear on your intention for homeschooling. So that means that the tennis can wait and you can stay focused on maths. Conversely, the opposite is true. If you, if a maths competition crops up, but you're thinking, well, he's already doing so much. I'm kind of tired. I'm overwhelmed. But you remember why you started homeschooling and you remember your goal for him is to excel in maths. Then that means that you sign him up for that maths competition. And then the fourth step was to, was to get the resources and the curriculum. So you look online for books about multiplication, for games, online programs. And what happens then is if a friend tells you that they've started a new touch typing program and it's wonderful and they're raving about it, you can look at it, you might sign him up for it, but it should never take a priority over his maths lessons because that was your goal for homeschooling, that was your intention. Um, And you can do that for all ages of kids. Your resources and your curriculum should align with the intention of why you started homeschooling and should align with the goals you have for your children. That's how you pick the resources. You don't just pick any old thing that you find on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Amazon, on Google. Rather, you pick according to what your goals are for your children and your intention for homeschooling. So let's review. Okay, step step number one, know your intention. Know why you're starting this journey. Step number two, know the law. Uh, know where you have to stop off, where you're legally required to stop off on this journey. Step number three, know your destination. In other words, know what goals you have for your children. And step number four was the resources and curriculum, which is your route. Design your route, plan your route. So step number five, step number five is 
Let me give you this analogy before I tell you what it is. So you have a car, you're traveling on the road, you know where you're going, you know the route you're going to take to your destination. Now you need to think about how many miles you're going to travel each day. How long is that journey going to take you? In other words, step number five is planning, homeschool planning. Now, within the course, I have five, I don't know if it's five lessons, four or five lessons, an entire module on homeschool planning. So I won't be able to cover it in detail here, but I'm going to go, I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to give you the overarching idea so that at least you can come away with an idea. So when it comes to homeschool planning, you need to look at the books that you're going to be using to achieve your goal. And then you break that up into the three terms of the year. So let's say that for that for that boy whose goal it was to learn the times tables, let's say that he has three books, just for math's sake, to make it easy on me. He has three books that he needs to complete by the end of the year. That means that each term he has to complete one book, right? Simple, makes sense. Each term, if he completes one book, then by the end of the year, he will have completed all three books and will have arrived at his goal of knowing his times tables, inshallah. Then you take just the first term or just the first six weeks even would be even better. And you break that down and you get more detailed. You decide how many pages does that mean or how many chapters does that mean? How much needs to be covered each week? Some people even go into each day and I leave that up to you. But what you're doing is you're reverse engineering it then. So you look at the bigger picture. What do they need to achieve at the end of the year? And you break that down into three terms. And then you just look at that first term and break that down into weeks. Um, and then you have an idea of what needs to be achieved each week. Um, I hope that's in, that principle makes sense. If it doesn't, put it in the comments. Um, I want to make sure that when you leave here, you're, you're understanding these five steps. If there's something that's not clear, I really want to make sure that that I can clear that up for you and that you're going away with something really helpful here. So let's recap the five essential steps to start homeschooling. Know your why, know your intention, know the law and know your aims, the three no's. Then you look for resources and curriculum and books and games and classes. That step four is you look for resources. And then step five is to plan well. So I'm going to just show you on Facebook a few little things that some of my students have said. So this is, I'll pop that down here. So this is, I asked my students at the end of the course when they've completed it to answer a questionnaire and give me some honest feedback. And so this sister, I asked her, you know, what part of the course did you find most useful and interesting? And so she said, you know, for me, the most valuable part was planning. It really made me set my intention, step number one, um, which I still refer to every day. I write down my goals and I work through each subject to plan out my year um, and how much needs to get done every week. So you see that she's gone through those five steps. I put together my weekly plan and it helps to keep me focused. I wake up knowing that we can just start the day without scrambling around to get things ready. It has helped me to relax and enjoy it so much more. And isn't that what we all want? Isn't that what we all want from our homeschool? That we can enjoy it, that we can relax, that can we can wake up without feeling like we have to scramble and rush to get things ready. So I really appreciate that uh, feedback from that sister. I also asked, did the course, did Launch Your Homeschool cover the topics that you were expecting? Why and why not? And so this sister said, yes, she was eagerly waiting to learn how to choose and plan her curriculum. There were gems of, of advice in those modules, alhamdulillah, diligent and simply explained, alhamdulillah. And finally, I want to share this from Magda. Magda, if you're still on here, thank you for this. So Magda shared this in our private Facebook group. And she said, I've just listened to the lesson, Know Your Why, which is one of the first lessons in the course. Thank you so much for this. It was like a piece of advice from a good friend. It's exactly what I need to focus on my intentions. And always bear in mind that my children are in a manner from Allah and that I've decided to homeschool them because of religious reasons. So she decided that her intention for homeschool was religious reasons and so that has guided her decisions on how on which curriculum to use on which activities to do use on how to plan her day and how to plan her children's time 
thank you for that, Magda. And I just want to quickly share something with you. Actually, you know what? I won't do it just in case, just in case that doesn't work. So the five steps, know your why, know the law, know your aims for your kids, then look for curriculum and then plan. So if you have any questions, please pop it in the comments now, everybody. Pop it in your comments and I'll try to get through as many as I can. Um, Instagram, if you can put it in that little speech bubble at the bottom with the question mark, it's so much easier for me to find it, inshallah. Um, just have some water. Okay, I'll just let you finish typing those in. I, I just, I hope that that's helped to show you that that's how you begin. You don't just jump in at curriculum. You don't just consume everything that you see on social media or on YouTube. You have to, you have to know your why, know the law and know your aims. And those will give you clarity on what you choose and how you plan out your homeschool. So let's have a look what we've got going on here. Asalaamu Alaikum Rizwana. Right. Miral has asked, let's see what's Miral said. Sister, I think my goals are evolving. So what if they evolve as we evolve? Resources can be shelved. I think that's a, that's a brilliant question, Morel. So yes, your intention and your goals for your children are going to evolve as you grow, as your children grow. Um, and so what I always suggest, and I suggest to students in the course as well, is when you're buying resources, don't buy huge amounts. Don't buy enough resources to last for the entire year all at once. Um, don't buy more, definitely don't buy more than a year's worth. So if you're buying resources, buy uh, as much as you need for a month, two months. Um, for some subjects like maths, I know you do have to buy in bulk, but for everything else, don't buy too much. Um, and don't pay ahead, you know, for a year's subscription to something because your goals and your children will evolve with time and that's normal and that's healthy. In fact, it shows that you're growing. Um, so yes, you can, you can shelf a resource you can feel free to put that resource away if it's no longer serving your family morale. That is absolutely uh, okay. And in fact, it's the right thing to do if it's no longer serving your family. Um, and in the future, you know, don't buy too much in advance if you can, if you, if you can not do that. Right, let's see what else we've got. Um, Taiba has asked, what do I do with two kids two years apart? So with two children that are only two years apart, I think that most subjects can actually be done together. So actually I go through this in the course. There are certain subjects that you do individually and there are certain subjects that you do as a group. And so um, if your children are only two years apart, they can certainly do those group lessons together. And so those are things like um, geography, history, art, um, Islamic studies, some of the Islamic studies, things like that, which are not necessarily uh, defined by ability. So the individual subjects, they would have to do separately. So that's things like reading, perhaps spelling, um, maths, uh, those kind of handwriting, those are individual subjects. Um, so those they would have to do, be doing individually and group subjects they can do together. There's a lot more information on that in the course. Uh, but if you have more questions, feel free to pop it in the comments. Um, and again, Taeba has asked, how do I manage homeschooling a house how homeschooling house chores like cooking with a th with three kids uh, four two and seven months oh gosh <laughs> four years old two years old and seven months <sighs> that makes me tired just thinking about it that is really tough because you've got basically two babies and a toddler so just know Tabor that you're that you are in a season of life that is very, very tough. And I think probably the hardest season of life uh, in terms of, you know, your energy levels are drained and everything. So you really don't need to do too much right now. The fact that your eldest is only four, I really wouldn't worry too much about rushing into doing too much formal work right now with her or with him. Um, at four years old, the main things you need to worry about are that they're playing, that they have time to, uh, that you're talking to them a lot, that they are perhaps learning their ABCs and they're learning to do basic arithmetic. But other than that, it's okay not to do any more than that academically with them. Uh, they'll be learning plenty through play, through your example. They'll learn all about Islam, inshallah. So take it easy on yourself, Taiba. That's a really, really difficult stage of life you're in. And at four years old, you really don't need to do too much with your eldest. 
Okay, we've got another question from Sujana. Uh, Walaikum salam. Please, could you recommend a curriculum to teach my almost seven-year-old grandma? Okay, so Sujana, it really depends at what stage they're at with their grammar. If they've never done grammar before, I like Primary Language Lessons by Emma Seal. Searle, S-E-A-R, S-E-A-R-L, Emma Searle, Primary Language Lessons. Um, that's a really good one. Um, there is another one called, it's by Jessie Wise, Elementary Language Lessons. Is it up here on my shelf? I don't think I've got it down here, but it's by Jessie Wise and it's Something Language Lessons. That's also a very good one. Um, so you might want to look into them, inshallah, Sajana. Uh, who else have we got? Okay, Adventure with Lisa. Trying to set up my plan that meets Australian syllabus, my baby's interest and Islam. Tips, please. Okay. So what I think you need to do here is, I think you need to decide what your priorities are. Um, I don't, I'm not familiar with the Australian syllabus, so I don't know how demanding it is. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, but I think you need to decide what your reason for homeschooling was, okay? If your reason for homeschooling was to follow the Australian syllabus, then that's the focus. And that's where more of the time should go. If your intention for homeschooling was that your child could pursue their interests, then that's where the focus needs to be. Um, that's where the time and the resources should primarily be focused. And you just do the minimum with the Australian syllabus. Um, and the same for Islam. If Islam is your focus, um, then that's, you know, where the resources need to go and the other things can take a back seat. It's difficult for all of them to take priority. I think you have to choose and then do, and then bring the other ones in afterwards. I hope that makes sense. Okay, we've got a few more. What year three curriculum do you use? White Flower has asked. Okay. Um, oh, what is year three curriculum? Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what you mean here, but um, for my kids, we use a Charlotte Mason curriculum called Ambleside Online. Um, and that's, and we're actually using year three of Ambleside Online. It doesn't correlate with the years in the UK, um, but that's what we're using as a sort of guide for our curriculum. And then we adapt it um, to make it more suitable for our family. But that's the main place that we get our curriculum from. Okay. Right. We're going to have a little look at Facebook now because I've been ignoring you. <laughs> right. Let's have a look. What have we got going on over here? Um, Best manage first time homeschooling with four kids. Okay, so Kay has asked a great question. She's asked, um, Salaamu Alaikum, Wa Alaikum Salaam. How would you suggest to best manage your first time homeschooling four kids aged five, four, three, and four months? <sighs> Mashallah, Kay, that's quite something. <laughs> five, four, three, and four months. Okay, I'm going to say the same thing again to you. You know, you're in a very, very difficult season in life. Um, and so in terms of your... Four, three and four month old, I wouldn't worry too much, you know, uh, unless they're very, very interested, unless your four year old is very interested in learning, let them play um, and try and find them activities to do. With your five year old, that's really where the focus would, would want to be. But again, it doesn't need to be too much because at that age, it's very hard for them to sit still. It's very hard for them to concentrate for more than 10 minutes at a time. So you're keeping lessons very short, 10 minutes, 15 minutes if they're really engaged. Um, and you're focusing on, well, you focus on, again, what's important to your family. Um, but I would suggest at that age that you start to bring in some literacy, you know, some alphabet, start learning phonics, some of the shorter words, some basic arithmetic, and then just pursue their interests. Um, when they get to the age of six and a half, seven, then you can look at more formal curriculum. Um, but at that age, you really have a lot of flexibility and it's a beautiful age to explore their interests and, and take it easy, especially with a four month old. Um, you must be tired. I remember when my baby was four months old, I think it gets really hard at that age because they they don't sleep as much, but you're still just as tired. Um, so yeah, I know that that's a difficult time. Um, okay, Selwa has asked, how many hours per day would be appropriate for classes? 
I have three girls, 12, 10, and seven, all in different grades. Okay, and the two eldest are memorizing Quran. Okay, so, I mean, again, Silwa, if your priorities for their memorization of Quran, then that is going to impact on how long their classes take. So normally I would say for that age of child, each class could be maybe up to 40 minutes um, unless they're really engaged, you know, and it, again, it depends on the subject. Some subjects lend themselves to have much shorter lessons. So things like memorization, it's better to keep those lessons short. Um, so if your children are memorizing poems, if they're memorizing nasheeds, anything like that, I I prefer, and I've seen better results when you keep it short, but you do it perhaps multiple times throughout during the day. Um, but otherwise, I would say for your 12-year-old, let's say 40 minutes, your 10-year-old, between 20 to 30 minutes, and your 7-year-old between 20 to 30 minutes. And, you know, I would like, you just point out, you know, at school, kids do lessons for 40 to 45 minutes. Um, and that is a generic time whether your child is four years old or 14 years old but when you're at home you don't have to do that you have the flexibility look at what your child needs look at the way they're responding if they if you feel like they're starting to flag and they're losing energy they're losing focus don't push it just stop you can always come back to it later that day or the next day um the problem if you keep pushing is that they start to stop enjoying the lesson and then and then it is really hard uh, homeschooling gets really hard if they're not enjoying it <clears throat> okay. So Um Yahya has asked, Walikum Salam, what do you base your academic goals on? The national curriculum? Yeah, that's a great question. So your academic goals, it's up to you. If you're completely um new to all of this, you can use the national curriculum. In the UK, you go to tes.com. Um, and you can get it there. Sometimes people find that a little bit difficult to navigate. So if you just Google national curriculum year one, two, whatever year you're in, um, you will often find that schools adapt the national curriculum to give to parents because they want the parents of their pupils to support them. So they will actually make handouts to give out. So if you Google, you know, national curriculum year three, you might often find that a school has put out a simplified version. I think also twinkle.co.uk have the national curriculum in a more simplified form. But if you want the actual document, I think they have it on tes.com. And you can find more information about that in the ebook if you've already got the ebook. I think the links for that are in there. Um, how much should a nine-year-old and seven-year-old spend at sat-down work? It depends on the child, um, but I would say a couple of hours a day, two hours a day. Um, if you're, if you just have a short break in the middle, if you spread it out, it could take, you know, a bit longer. So I have a 10-year-old and an eight-year-old and we do about two hours of sit-down work. Uh, it takes us all morning because we have a lot of breaks. <laughs> But yeah, we do about two hours of really focused work. And that is a real key principle in the Charlotte Mason education is to have short lessons because you're training the child to really focus when they sit down. They're not, you know, messing about. They're not daydreaming. When it's time to sit down and work, they focus and they finish their work in a very short lesson. Um, it's a really good training. It's a very good habit to develop in your children if you can. Welcome, Salam, Naila. So Naila has asked, how do you get your children to adapt to homeschooling through the homeschooling routine in comparison to school and seeing friends, etc.? Now, you know, Naila, I don't have personal experience to this because my children have never been in school. They've always been homeschooled. Um, but I would suggest that if your kids, if you've just pulled your children out of school, then what I would suggest is you have a bit of time to de-school them. Um, this basically means that to get school out of their system, essentially, so that they can start to reform new, a new relationship with learning, a new relationship with knowledge, um, start to rediscover their own interests. And at the same time, I think it would help to sort of re, to rejig their routine, you know, and to get them out of that habit of, of what school is like and that structure. Um, so that might be something to consider, Nyla. So Rida has said she finds it hard to write goals and aims because they seem very idealistic, e.g. to become closer to Allah, to become a better person. So Rida, those are beautiful, beautiful goals, mashallah, but they're too broad. 
Okay, that's why you're finding it hard. You've got to narrow it down again, narrow it further. Yes, mashallah, we all want our children to be closer to Allah and to be better people and better Muslims. But what does that mean practically? Okay, if you want your children to be closer to Allah, what practically do you want them to have achieved by the end of the year? So that might be that by the end of the year, you want your children to pray all five prayers daily. Or that they've memorized Juz Amma by the end of the year. So what that means is then you break it down. Okay, so that means if we want five prayers by the end of the year, that means that by the end of the first term, they need to be at least praying Fajr or at least praying Dhuhr and Asr or something. And you break it down like that. So the, so Riza, what I would suggest for you is you you get more specific with your goals. Um, and then inshallah, you'll be able to, to, to work through this system and work through these five steps. Okay, Sana has asked again, how do you decide what the goals are for your children? First of all, think about what's what's your intention. So it goes back to step one. You know, what are your what, what are your values? What's important to your family? That will be a goal for your child. You know, that will that will influence the goals for your children. So again, if you're if you're if Islam is very important in your home, then a goal for your child might be to pray all five prayers by the end of the year. Or, you know, if you're, I don't know, a very um artsy family and you're, you really value creativity, then that is going to play into the goals you have for your children. But if you're really not sure, Sana, go to the national curriculum. If you're in the US, look at the uh, common core standards. That will give you some guidance on what different age groups, what sort of uh, targets different age groups are reaching. But you don't have to follow them. Those are just suggestions when you homeschool. You really don't have to. And also you can go to homeschool curriculum online and see what they're doing. Um, and that will help you as well. Okay. Uh, Magda, I appreciate you. Jazakallah khair. Okay. So Magda has just said again, I finished the course. She's just written in the comments, bless her. I finished the course, Launch Your Homeschool, a few days ago. I strongly recommend it to every mother, not only homeschooling mothers. The course was wonderful support for me as a beginning homeschooler. Oh, Jazakallah khair. Thank you, Magda. I really appreciate you saying that. Um, so Safa has asked, is the course suitable for someone who has been homeschooling for several years? That's a good question. So um, launch your homeschool is suitable if you want a reboot. I, if you want, If you're homeschooling right now and it's just not, it's not what you dreamed it would be. It's not the life that you wanted for your family then yes, if you want to start over, then it will be perfect for you. Um, I'm trying to think of the core. The only repetition, things that you might already be very familiar with, would be the ebook, which is a bonus anyway. The actual video lessons, I think would all be, probably would be probably be new to you, um, unless you're already very familiar with the Charlotte Mason method. Um, so yes, Suffer, I think it's absolutely suitable for you. If you're not sure, there is a section on the website which says, right at the bottom, it says, if this course is right for you, and it'll give you some a list, and if this course is wrong for you, and it'll give you the kinds of things that you shouldn't enroll in this course if you meet any of these criteria. Because I really don't want any of you to enroll in this course and be disappointed. So I've put on my website, enroll in this course if, and I have lots of ticks, and then don't enroll for this course. This course is not right for you if, this, 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 and this. So please go and check that out. Um, it's right at the bottom of launchyourhomeschool.com and hopefully that will help you to decide as well, inshallah. Um, okay, let's take one more question. Um, Fa Fatima, I said, what should the ratio for learning to play time for an under seven-year-old be when you're homeschooling? We try to learn through play, of course, but there needs to be some for formal learning too, right? Yeah, so Fatima, you get to decide this. I want you to know that you know your child best. Don't worry about what you should be doing. Look at your child. Are they ready for formal work? Can they sit down at a table and focus? Are they comfortable writing and holding a pen? Are they interested in learning formally yet? Do they have their own self-motivation? Most people at the age of seven, most children are at around six and a half, seven, do developmentally change and will be ready for more serious study, but not, 
not everyone. I know I have a friend whose daughter was not ready till she was nine. And now, Marshall, looking at her, you would never know. Marshall, as she is, excelling. But she wasn't ready until nine. And so you're homeschooling now. You don't have to follow the same standards, the same rules that we learned at school. You are free now to create the life you want for your daughter, for your son. Um, so there isn't a should. You know, generally, yes, you know, more children start to step into uh, formal study when they are seven, but they don't have to. And so before that, you can have 100% play if you want. You can do some learning through play um, or you can start formal study if they're ready before seven. Because again, some kids are ready earlier. Um, look at your child and, and trust in your own intuition, Fatima. Right. Okay. So I think we'll leave it there. Um, I hope that you found this helpful. And if you enjoyed this, if you like the way I teach, if you like my values and the way I explain things, um, then I hope that you will consider joining me inside the course Launcher Homeschool. So enrollment is open now. It closes in one week. So on the 13th of December, I am closing the indoors. I'm closing doors to new students until another six months. So if you want to get in, um, this is the week to do it. And if you join now, you get the early bird discount, which gives you 25% off. And that expires tomorrow, Monday the 7th at midnight. And, you know, if if you're thinking about it, I really wouldn't want you to miss out on that early bird discount. That expires tomorrow at midnight, okay? Um, when I started homeschooling, I was so overwhelmed. I was so confused. I bought so much stuff <laughs> that I didn't need. I went round and round in circles trying to piece things together. It stressed me out. And I would have loved a course like this to help me to hold my hand through the process and walk me step by step through it. That's why I developed it, because I see that it's needed. Um, I see that I can help, that you don't need to make the same mistakes that I made. Um, and that's why I developed Launch Your Homeschool. So if this, if you are interested, go to launchyourhomeschool.com, see all the details there, um, read through it, watch the videos and, and decide then if it's the right choice for you. If you have any questions about the course, uh, by all means, email me, Gemma at ourmuslimhomeschool.com um, and either myself or someone from my team will get back to you. Um, but I appreciate you all being here. I love doing these live sessions. I really really love connecting with you all. I, I just love it. <laughs> um, so thank you for joining me here today. Thank you, everybody. Um, I hope you all enjoy the rest of your evening. Take care. Assalamu alaikum.